Hey, good morning, navigators. How's it going? Happy Friday. It's October 22nd. Holy wow. Halloween's next weekend. Like, craziness. The only good news about time going by so fast is only two and a half more weeks in this stupid boot. So I took Garmin to the vet the other day. And uh, it's the first time that I worked him since the accident. And um, I, can't, I can't, like, take him for walks because we can't do our normal speed. And you don't want the dog to get used to going slow because then once I'm all healed, I'm not going to be able to get him to go faster. He's just going to be used to going slow. But I figured we were taking an Uber to the vet and, you know, you don't, haul ass walking through the vet or whatever, you know, it's somewhere you go slow anyway. So I figured it'd be safe to work him, uh, <laughs> with the boot on one foot and the bandage on the other. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine what people think when they look at me. <laughs> Maybe it's best that I don't leave the house. Um, but so, so his appointment was at five and, and he's fine. He just needed to get his glands expressed. Nothing, no big deal. He's fine. Um, so don't worry. Um, but when we were done, I was waiting for my Uber and it was starting to get dark. And I was like, oh, geez, you know, and it's hard enough trying to find an Uber in the daylight when you're in like a big shopping center like this. Because I take him to the Banfield, which is in PetSmart, which is in the big shopping center. Um about a mile from my house. And so, you know, there's cars everywhere and it's just, it's really difficult. And now it's getting dark. So I'm a little stressed about that. And then I'm like, we had walked over to somewhere where I could sit because the Uber was going to be like 24 minutes. So I went to sit down and then uh, I'm like, crap, we have to walk back over to PetSmart. And it's almost dark. And, you know, there's little drop-offs and things like that where they have, like, these decorative, like, gravel and all this. You know, where the, the walkway will drop off, like, an inch or whatever. And it's got a bunch of those everywhere, just in random spots. And it all blends together to me. And I, I was scared to death that he was going to dump me off one of those. And so... I realized <laughs> that uh, it's it's going to be a long road getting that trust back, and and uh, that makes me sad. That really makes me sad because I, honest to goodness, trusted this dog a hundred percent. And if I didn't, this accident wouldn't have happened. Um, there was a girl in my class that used her eyesight way more than she should be um, to make sure she didn't fall off any curbs. She didn't want to put her trust in the dog and can't say I blame her. <laughs> I mean, really. On it, and that's why I got my dogs, both of them, Garmin and Carbon, when I still had some sight because I did want to be able to, I do want to fall back on that. And, and that's just, I think, human nature. And, you know, not everybody has that option, but, you know, but I'm going to have to be very, very conscious of it 
when we start working again. And I'm definitely going to have to start letting, you know, letting trust build again. So it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> anyway, so having said all that, today I'm going to talk to you about everything guide dogs. Um, it's going to be a summary of the episodes that I have done um, regarding guide dogs. And let's just start with raising them. Okay, so here's how it pretty much works. Now, some schools may do things a little bit different. I don't know. I only have experience with Guide Dogs of America, and t which is now Guide Dogs of America Tender Loving Canines. Um, so the puppies are bred, and I believe the parents, they're, they're only bred like four or five times, I think, because once you start getting more than that, you start getting some weird genetic stuff going on. Um, so, uh, when a litter is born, it's assigned the letter for that litter. And of course it goes in alphabetical order. Um, and they do that to trace the bloodlines and, you know, keep track of any kind of like, if one dog got diabetes, let's, we can go back and see where it came from or whatever, you know, it's just a way for them to just keep track and, and do, and, you know, keep their metrics. Um, and so they're assigned a letter and then that letter, all the puppies have to have a name with that letter. And so at about eight weeks old, uh, the puppies are the housebroken. Um, I believe at least for the most part, um, I'm sure they still have accidents, but for the most part, they're housebroken and they go, to volunteers, excuse me, to volunteers um, who will raise them for about a year and a half and teach them all the normal obedience. They'll take them out into social situations. They go everywhere with them, just like as if they were a guide. Um, they want to take them to all different kinds of social situations. They want to take them to the malls. They want to take them to ball game, concert, work anywhere um places where there's gonna be lots of kids uh amusement parks um just anywhere everyday life um as well as the obedience and that family or person or whatever is the one that gets to name the dog um and so they work with them for you know the 18 months and then the dogs go back to the school for what they call puppy college. And that's where they get all their formal guide training. The formal guide training lasts about six months. And then they, you know, they go in the kennel and wait for a class to come through and for them to get paired. Um, so when you go to class, I love GDA. I love the campus. I love the people, of course, but Every time I get both times I've gone, the people that I was used to were not there anymore. Um, but they're amazing. They just, they end up with the best people working there. And uh, the campus has been redone. It's just beautiful. And uh, so you go and you stay in the dorm 
for three weeks, typically. Um, if you're a retrain, you usually don't have to stay that long. Um, I did stay the full three weeks, even though I was a retrain, and that was mainly because it had been a very, very long time since I trained with carbon. Um, almost 20 years. So I didn't, well, I guess it was about 15 years. And so I didn't want to, you know, I, I, I didn't remember everything. I, and I really wanted to be able to be there and focus and all that. Because they'll also come out to your house and train in your area if you'd prefer. Um, but I preferred going to, to the school. And so we do all kinds of routes. We do obedience. We teach, they teach us about grooming. They teach us um, the laws. Um, they teach us about traveling. Uh, everything you need to know. And you, um, you know, you have your opportunities to do routes in all different kinds of areas. We worked in the mall a lot, though. I won't lie. Um, let's see. We did the train. We did uh, downtown San Fernando. We did, we did a lot of areas. And, uh, you know, it's... It's good for the dogs to do the same areas repeatedly when you're in class because it builds their confidence. They know these routes because these are the routes that they were trained on. And it builds their confidence. It builds your confidence. You know, it all works together for good, right? So then you go home and you're like, oh, okay, well, now what? Well, guess what? They teach you all that too. Um, they teach you how to groom your dog. You know, certain ways to brush them, how to clean their ears, um, how to check for ear infections, um, just all different things as far as the care of your dog. Um, it is very important that you keep your dog clean and well-groomed because, you know, even though the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, demands access for guide dogs. If you walk into a restaurant and your dog is matted and stinky, they do not have to let him in. They don't have to let you in. They don't. I mean, people are skeeved out by a dog in a restaurant as it is. Can you imagine if you had a nasty, smelly one? Like, no, they're just, they're just not going to allow it. And they don't have to. Um, you know, there are very few instances where you can be denied access with your guide dog. One of which, you cannot take your guide dog to the zoo. Um, if you take your guide dog to the zoo, they have to kennel him, him or her for you while you walk through the zoo. I get that. That, to me, is completely understandable. Like, who knows how a giraffe is going to react with just some random dog walking through the place, you know? I, I wouldn't want to see that. So I get it. Um, one place I do not ever take him is when I go get my nails done. Um, you know, women are very particular about their nails. I'm not so much because I can't see them, so it's not a huge deal. But these women, they pay a lot of money to get these fake nails put on with these designs and all this stuff. 
um, you know, that dog walking around, dog hair flying around. Uh, I would not have to want to fight some broad because there's dog hair in her new acrylic nails. Like, it, it, no. So I just don't. You know, if it's a situation that I know having him there is going to be stressful, I won't bring him. Um, the times I've gone to get a massage with, with Sally and Sydney, um, I didn't bring him. Um, there's just certain, certain things, you know. However, I cannot be told no. And that's, you know, um, you are given an ID card when you graduate. Uh, I carry it in his harness at all times and have absolutely no problem showing it to anybody that asks me for it. I don't know why people think it's such a big deal. It is illegal. A business is not allowed to ask you for any kind of documentation to prove that this is a service animal, period. They're not allowed. I don't care if they do. And especially restaurants. I have been asked for documentation at a restaurant and I had no problem showing it. And what I tell them is I say, I have zero problem showing this to you. In fact, I prefer that you ask me for it. However, <clears throat> it is illegal and not everybody feels the same way about it as I do. And so if you ask the wrong person, they're going to cause a scene. And, the, and that's that. And, you know, people think I'm ridiculous for that. But the fact of the matter is there are ridiculous people that have taken advantage of the system and as you all have heard me talk about before, have brought all their therapy animals on planes and in the stores. And, you know, <clears throat> they've just made it such a, they've made such a mockery of it. I mean, you really need your emotional chimpanzee. Like, come on. It's, no, no. Give me a freaking break. And so these businesses, you know, they're stuck. Because according to the law, they're not allowed to ask for proof. They're allowed to ask two questions. Listen up, people. These are the only two questions that are allowed to be asked. Is this, is that a trained service dog? The ADA only recognizes dogs as service animals at this point in time. Only dogs. Okay? I want to emphasize that. Don't come at me with your seeing eye tiger, okay? You freaking moron. So dog only, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So they are allowed to ask, is this a trained service dog? And then they are allowed to ask, what service is this dog trained to perform? That's it. They're not allowed to ask your disability. They're not allowed to ask for proof. They're not allowed to ask any questions about the dog. Nothing. Those two questions, that's it. That's all they are legally allowed to ask. I understand it to a point. I mean, people get insulted. And, and I get that. It, having to explain that you can't see to everybody you come in contact with, is, it's belittling. It really is. 
It's belittling and it starts to get on you because I don't like to think of myself as disabled. I get it. I can't see. I drop crap on the floor and can't find it for three weeks. I get, you know, whatever. I can't see. But when I have to go and explain that to every person I come in contact with on a daily basis, what do you think that does for someone's self-esteem? It sucks, dude. It sucks bad. But, you know, it is what it is. So, got that covered. Now, let's talk about grooming your dog. Okay, you don't want to give your dog a bath every couple of weeks or even really every couple of months because your dog's not getting dirty. He's not out rolling in the dirt. Well, he shouldn't be out rolling in the dirt. Um, and as long as you brush him daily, I brush Garmin usually every other day simply because I'm lazy. Not going to lie. He's shedding quite a bit and I could brush him for 45 minutes and still come out with a toy poodle in hair. So, um, you know, you got to brush them. You got to brush them. You got to brush them. Buy some um, bath wipes and wipe them down and keep them from stinking. You know, keep their ears clean, all that stuff. It's very important. If you're visually impaired, I don't recommend you trim their nails yourself. However, it is very important to keep their nails short because, um, and I know this from personal experience, Carbon, after he retired, I, I, was, I was lazy and I didn't take him to get his nails cut as often as I should um, because it was harder. He wasn't a service dog anymore. I couldn't take him in an Uber, you know, so it just was more difficult logistically. Couldn't take him on the bus, you know, it's not a service dog. So um, I think that retired service animals should be able to have some of the same privileges as a working dog. Because once Garmin retires, I'm still going to need to take dial a ride everywhere. I'm still going to need to ride the bus. And if he needs to go to the vet or somewhere, that's how I'm going to have to get him there. So I, I feel like that should be okay. But whatever. Um, yeah, uh, there, anyways, when they walk, you should not be able to hear their claws tick, 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 ticking on the ground. Okay. You got to keep them short because they will snag on the carpet and the dog will start to bite them. And Carbon used to bite his nails so bad and then they would just get jagged and nasty. And then when he'd scratch himself, he'd bleed. It just was a mess. So you really, 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 really want to make sure to keep your dog's nails trimmed. You don't have to get them grinded down or anything because you guys walk enough. It's not going to matter. Um... You're going to want to make sure if you're in a hot climate, you got shoes for your dog because I don't care what the sidewalk feels like to you. It is, it, you get that dog out there walking on that hot pavement and it's going to burn their feet. So here's the rule. You either take the bottom of your foot or the back of your hand, not the palm of your hand, the back of your hand. And if you can leave it on the ground for you know, a good amount of time, 15, 20 seconds, then that's fine. But if it's too hot and you can't keep your foot on the ground or your hand on the ground, then your dog needs shoes. Okay. Your dog needs shoes. I've actually had people thank me for putting him in shoes because they've seen so many people that don't and their dogs are just like dancing on the hot pavement. And here in Arizona, it's, it's terrible. 
Um, so, you know, if you live in an environment where it gets up in the hundreds, you, you definitely want to get your dog some shoes. I also have a raincoat for Garmin just because when I was working, well, it was actually carbons and the, for this reason, when I was working and taking transportation and everything and it rained, I didn't want a stinky wet dog in my office all day. So I tried to minimize that as much as I could with the raincoat and it's super cute. I got lots of comments on that too. It's a good thing I didn't have, he didn't wear the shoes with the coat though because the shoes are red and the coat's yellow and that would just look tacky. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see what's next. You want to do your obedience with your dog? Probably should do it on a daily basis. Um, I don't, I do it randomly because I don't want it to be just a habit for him and I don't know if that's right or not but that's my assessment of it um, after you graduate um, you know the school will still help you they still you know as a matter of fact after I get this boot off and everything and I'm back to my normal walking speed they're sending they they'll be sending a trainer out here to come and work with us because we're gonna be quite a few months without doing any significant amount of work and so we're both gonna need a little refresher um so let's see potty and food here's the thing people have given me a hard time about the fact that he only eats twice a day and that i don't free water him meaning i don't just leave a bowl of water down for him all day he gets scheduled water he gets scheduled potty now granted with this injury of mine, we are not on any kind of schedule. The only schedule that we are really on is the feeding schedule. Um, the, the water and the potty is just kind of sporadically throughout the day right now. And that's only because that's all I'm able to do. Um, so again, we're going to have to get back into our routine once I get out of this boot and everything. Um, and the only reason, you know, you can't... Uh, You can get out of your routine for a certain amount of time and it's going to be okay coming back. Um, and I feel like as long as you keep some of your routine intact as much as possible, you know, because there's definitely going to be times like, like this when you can't. My backyard is all rocks. It's all rocks and a pool. I'm not going walking out there blind in a boot that with no balance, you know, so... I just let him out there and you know, you're supposed to take your dog out on the leash. You've, you, and people don't get that either. Why don't you just let him out? Well, how am I going to know if he went to the bathroom? So let's say I need to go to the grocery store and I have to take the bus to get there. Right. And I just let him go out back while I finish getting ready. And then we leave. I don't know if he peed, pooped, both, none, nothing. So the chances of him having an accident while we're out or him really needing to go while we're out is very high because I'm not out there to make sure that he went. Make sense? I mean, you know, and, and people think that it's crazy, but, but then when I explain that to him, it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. 
He has to be on that schedule. I can't have him free water, right? Just going and giving water whenever he wants and then just randomly pissing everywhere. He won't stay on his potty schedule if he's not on his drinking schedule. It's, it's you know, there really is a method to the madness. And a lot of times people just don't, they don't understand the whole big picture. So it just doesn't, comp, it doesn't compute for them. And that's what I'm here for in this episode. So, uh, yeah, that's about what I've got for you for this episode. Uh, questions, concerns, snide remarks, navigating life with Lara and Garmin Facebook page at Garmin navigates on Twitter, the navigating life, uh, my email Garmin navigates at outlook.com. Um, next week is the last two episodes of the show. Um, they will always be up on Spotify. And, you know, I may be back at some point. I'm not sure. Um, but the social media, uh, that'll probably be gone. So make sure you take note of my email address because that will remain. And if you have questions or need assistance in any way, shape, or form, if there's anything I can do to help you out, you'll always be able to get a hold of me. Um, so please just keep that in mind. And, uh... If you haven't read the book already, you can't even begin to imagine gaining strength while losing my sight. It's available on Amazon and on Kindle. And if you have read it, if you'd go on there and give it a rate and a review, I would really appreciate that. I think after I'm done with the next week's episodes, my next project is going to be working on that second book. I haven't, I mean, I've done a lot on it. Well, not a lot. I've done some on it, but I haven't done any on it since I've retired. So I guess I'll get started back in that. I'm not sure. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great weekend and, uh, until Tuesday, stay safe, be a blessing and, uh, you know, help others where you can. All right. Later. <laughs>